Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming to you today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join me for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. I'm looking forward today as we start a new book in our Bible. We're going to be studying together now through the book of 2 Peter. This is our introductory broadcast in this new book, the book of 2 Peter, and we've gone through the most of the New Testament. We need to go back and go through the Gospels and the book of uh, Acts and Romans and the book of books of Corinthians, and then once we do that, we're through the entire New Testament if we continue on get through Revelation, and so that might be, you know, another 20 years from now, but we'll see. But right now, we're getting ready to start into 2 Peter. Now, if you have missed any previous broadcasts, you can find our radio program via podcast. Wherever you go and get your podcast, you can find Striving for Revival there as well. And I'll invite you to do that. Go ahead and subscribe, and that enables you to stay up to date with us. You don't miss a study. And if you happen not to tune in on the radio, you can catch it via the podcast, and that way you and I can stay up uh, on the same page and on the same pace as we study our Bibles together. I know many of you, because you've let me know, that use the broadcast sort of in your own personal uh, life as devotion time or as study material, and you're sort of studying along, and that's wonderful and uh, that we're just kind of learning the Bible together. And I want to encourage you, if you don't do that already, maybe think about doing it. And it's good to keep yourself accountable, and maybe that can help do that. You say, you know what, I can't miss today. I know we're going to be uh, in chapter 1 of Second uh, Peter. i gotta, I got to get there. i got to read it. And uh, that would be a, bl- a blessing. Read your Bible every single day. If you want to stay close to God, here's what I tell people. Read your Bible every day, pray every day, and witness every day. Do those three things, and you can't help but stay close to God. Now, the book of 2 Peter, the epistle of 2 Peter, was written probably most Bible commentators say about six years after the first letter Peter wrote. So probably about A.D. 66 or so. First Peter, if you remember, dealt mostly, considerably, with the sufferings uh, that we would face in the Christian life and the impending suffering in the church specifically. Second Peter varies from that in that Second Peter does not deal so much with suffering in the Christian life, but rather the end times that are approaching and the apostasy that was even then permeating the church and would just tend to increase as the coming end of the age drew nigh. And so Jesus Christ is coming, and Peter deals with that, not so much about the rapture, but we're talking about the uh, the uh, the advent of the Lord, the coming millennial kingdom, the uh, end of the age, and we're talking about things that are to come. And so we'll study this together, and we'll break it down. And Second Peter deals a lot with the erosion of truth and the consummation, like I said a minute ago, of 
the age. All right, so we'll break this down and we'll look at it. There's definitely application for us uh, living in the church age. There's definitely application made for the, the saints in the tribulation period, and there's just some great truth we can get. And of course, as in all of these broadcasts, I'm going to attempt to be practical and give you something that you can apply to your life right now. We don't try to dive too deep. We just stay uh, right here and just just whatever the Bible says, we just talk about it, break it down, and I believe God will use that to help you. Let's read together in first, verse number one. Simon Peter, a servant. I love it. He always starts a servant and an apostle. I'm glad he didn't say an apostle and a servant. He understood the direct, uh, the correct order of things. I'm a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ. To them that have obtained like precious faith, with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. So Peter comes right out of the starting block in this new book of the Bible, and he calls himself a servant. I've made mention of that many times because many of these New Testament letters start like that, Paul a servant, Peter a servant. But these men understood what they were. They understood who they were, and they understood where they stood. Now, today it's amazing the pomp, the prestige, the celebrity status that those in the ministry would like to tag and put on themselves. That is so far removed from the Bible. These Bible personalities had every reason if we want to talk about carnality, every reason from the flesh standpoint to boast to brag, to uplift, to esteem, to say, give me this title or that. But I, I love the fact that these men who had seen Jesus, these men who had experienced the power of the Holy Ghost, these men who had seen so much done by way of miracles and amazing works, God's hand evidently, obviously, upon their life, yet they said, you know what we are? Servants, that's what we are. We have got to get this thing flipped back around in our generation. We've got to understand the greatest among you, let him be your servant. If you want to be first, make yourself last. If you want to go up, then make yourself low. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you. Right? In due time, he'll exalt. But servant, that's where it's at. Just serving God, just being a blessing to people, being a minister. All right? So that's what Peter says. Peter says, I'm just a servant. I'm a servant. He said, I'm an apostle of Jesus Christ. He said he's writing to those who have obtained like precious faith. So we know he's writing to saved people. He said, I'm a slave to Jesus. I'm a servant of the Lord. I'm subservient to his leadership. He's my master. I am his slave. He said, I am an apostle as well. I'm a servant first, an apostle second. What's an apostle? An apostle was one who was an eyewitness of the resurrected Christ. An apostle in the New Testament was one specifically called by Jesus Christ to deliver the gospel. He was an eyewitness of Christ's resurrection. And so it's of note. He, look at this. This is this is something I want you to see. He says, now, I'm an apostle. I'm a servant. I'm writing to you who have obtained like precious faith. I love that descriptive term precious before that word faith. He describes our faith as being something that is worth something, something that is valuable, something that is precious. Now, there's a lot of things that we might say, oh, that's precious. But I like Peter. He said, our faith is precious. And it's precious. <clears throat> We've got faith. How do we get it? Through the righteousness of God. The righteousness of God. I preached in our church recently on justification, just as if I'd never sinned, a legal transaction wherein God declares that one who should be guilty as 
not guilty, as righteous. How does he do that? Through the imputed righteousness of Jesus Christ. God is just and the justifier. How can he be just and justify? He can look on the sinner that's wrapped in the righteousness of Christ and say on the merits of Jesus, that man is no longer guilty. He wipes our rap sheet clear and fills our record up with Jesus' record, and that imputed righteousness makes me able to stand before the presence of a holy God. And so Peter says, hey, listen, we've obtained like precious faith. How do we get it? Through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, in this very first verse, Peter goes ahead and and states his position on the deity of Jesus Christ. You see that? He doesn't say Jesus is just a, a, a man or just a philosopher or just a leader or just a teacher or a rabbi. He said he is God, one and the same, the righteousness of God and our Savior. God, who is he? Jesus is his name. He leaves no doubt. He leaves no room for debate. He leaves no occasion for you to question who he's talking about. He said, I'll tell you who God is. Jesus is his name. The phrase, literally, you could say, the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is specifically God. That's what he is. He's called God. When you deal with some of these cults that come to your door, Jehovah Witnesses and others, take them to this verse. They'll say Jesus wasn't God. He's just man who attained to that uh, status. Uh, You know, he climbed up the ladder, and you and I can climb up the ladder and become like that as well. That's not true at all. Jesus didn't become God. Jesus is. Is God, was God, forever will be God. He's the one who was in the beginning with the Father, the same. He's there, the same yesterday, today, and forever, the Alpha and the Omega, the pre-existent, always-existent one. That's who Jesus is. He is all in all. That's right. He was in the beginning God. He's the Creator. He's the everlasting Alpha. He is Omega. He's the beginning. He's the end. He's the first. He's the last. He's the Lord. He's the King of Kings. He is God. Right here in this first verse, so much truth contained in this one verse of Scripture. We've just barely gotten into our new text, and we've already discovered a good principle for our life. A servant. That's what Peter said he was. A servant. Sir, be a servant. Ma'am, be a servant. Sunday school teacher, choir member, pastor, person. Hey, Christian, be a servant. He said, I'm a servant. He calls our faith precious. Why is it precious? Because it's purchased with precious blood with the precious blood of Christ Peter said righteousness how do we obtain it through Jesus Christ who's Jesus Jesus is God we'll break down more of this verse on the next broadcast make sure you have uh, it on your schedule to tune in and we'll study our Bibles together until then pray for revival thank you for joining us today for striving for revival with Justin Cooper assistant pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara California Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.